We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN producer Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind nail segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to BJ Kissel. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this episode of Outside the Trenches, presented by our good friends at Five Farms Irish Cream and Holiday Distillery. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. I am joined, uh, as always, by Nick Leckie, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion offensive lineman with the New Orleans Saints and Tucker Franklin, our content manager at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, CEO and founder of KCSN and former Chiefs reporter. Again, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. We're going to go through some headlines real quick, catch you up on all the news, uh, and then get into our blind nil segment that has come to define outside the trenches and this show, much to Nick's enjoyment. Again, appreciate that. Hit that like and subscribe button if watching on YouTube and uh, give us that give us that review if you like what you heard. And if you don't, then please don't write a review. Um, we want to reach we want to reach more people and we appreciate uh, all your support. So uh, catching up on some news of the day as we were recording practice squad wide receiver Brian Edwards was released and the Chiefs filled that spot on the practice squad with former Kansas Jayhawk defensive tackle Dan Wise who has one tackle so far this season, but a guy that a lot of um, a lot of people liked coming out of the draft that year. Obviously, we're local. We knew a little bit about him, but uh, there's a deal there. Transactions, big news of the day, McCole Hardman officially coming off IR pretty much at the end of, I believe, his 21-day practice window uh, since he had had a setback last week, and there were questions about, you know, he had to be activated this week or he wasn't going to be able to play this season. So great to see him off IR, and swing tackle Jerron Christian was waived to make room for McCole Hardman on the active roster. Harrison Butker did not practice on Wednesday with a back injury. Hopefully that is not too serious. And we've got the Pro Football Hall of Fame class has been announced and three guys who played at different levels for the Chiefs throughout their career. Uh, and Albert Lewis, Jared Allen, and former Chiefs legend Darrell Rivas. Yes. Um, also <laughs> three of the 15 finalists 
for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So pretty impressive that uh, three of the 15 guys did spend, uh, at least two of them spent uh, considerable time uh, with the Chiefs. Nick, do you have any thoughts on the Pro Football Hall of Fame class for the Chiefs? Uh, I think it's really cool. I think Jared Allen's one of those guys where, where he really had to earn everything he's got. I mean, the guy was drafted as a long snapper. Like, that was his his thing. You know, he was out of, like, I think Idaho or Idaho State and mm-hmm. just worked his way up from, like, literally, like, the bottom to, like, starting. And, you know, he started over Donnie Edwards, you know, like a, a Chiefs Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. So he came in and did his thing, man. He worked his butt off, and, and he played well, man. He had a great career and got partnered up in Minnesota and just kind of found his niche. So he's yeah, he was a hell of a player. It was a rare trade that worked out for both teams because if anyone doesn't remember, the trade that sent Jared Allen uh, netted the Chiefs Brandon Albert and Jamal Charles <laughs> among two people. <laughs> uh, so that seemed to work out, and he obviously went on to have a, a fantastic career with the Vikings, uh, becoming the highest played defensive player in NFL history at the time uh, when the Vikings paid him. So uh, anybody who hasn't checked out the Busting with the Boys interview that Jared Allen did um, with the Barstool guys, like it's a very interesting interview uh with him kind of being pretty open about his time in kansas city and how the trade went down and kind of the backstory of all of that and he said at the time it wasn't great but they've since made up and they're they get along now but it's very very telling very open uh tucker any of those transactions any of the news of the day really stand out to you uh well i want to start with the first transaction mccall hartman um that was under the buzzer because he had to be activated by 3 p.m eastern or 3 p.m <laughs> Arrowhead time on Wednesday, um, and they got that in at like two thirty, I think. So they had they took the every single second that they could take to make sure. All right, are you ready to go? I'm sure they ran through their test, did their due diligence, but the uh, the setback really did make this a, a bigger question than it probably should have been um, heading into today's deadline. So that's really interesting. With still guys like Clyde Bertolaire on the uh, injured report or injury reserve, Jody Fortson on the injury reserve too. So. Um, Glad to see him back. And and I can remember Jared Allen was one of those first guys. I was trying to figure out when he was traded. So 2008 was when he was traded. Again, I was uh, 10 years old. So Jared <laughs> Allen was one of those players that I, like one of the first Chiefs players I can remember watching be like, hey, this guy's, this guy's pretty good at football uh, from when I uh, remember it. So Jared Allen, having that, seeing that guy going to the Hall of Fame, uh, pretty cool. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. 2008, you were 10 years old? Yep. <laughs> Time out. That's not anything. BJ, you're 10 years old. Who was that guy? Who was that guy for you? Who was like the, Ooh. you know, who was 10 year old? Or who's I mean, that was when, like, that was the Joe Montana. Football. That was Joe Montana traded to the Chiefs, like 93, 94. Like, that was that that era. The Marcus Allen, like, I was sitting up in section 338, row 10, seats 11 and 12 with my dad watching the games. Like, See, that's that's crazy though, because like Nick, we were out of college, like you were about to win a Super Bowl, and this guy was running around at 10 years old. Like, well, I was I was actually nine because on April 23rd, 2008, I was all right, you're done. That's enough, (laughs) that's enough. And to go back, did you call it injury reserve? I called it injury reserve. I know that's not the right thing, yeah. I it was one of those things like, uh, the moment. I didn't want to I let just, that one slide just in case I heard that correctly. I stumbled. Maybe they should call it injury reserve. We'll put a put a feeler out to the NFL. Not that hey, you don't t- have anything going hey, on. Hey, when, when you have uh, my, my 95 was NFL 95 or yeah, NFL 95 was a really fun game for like Genesis um, yep. or Blitz. Blitz, but before Joe NFL Montana Blitz. football. Joe Montana yep. football was pretty good. Garrison Hurst running the sweep. It was like a glitch in the game. You couldn't tackle him. He was too fast and he could get to the edge every time. It was the most annoying thing in the world. 
Was it Madden my neighbor used to dominate me in that game because he just run a freaking sweep with Garrison. Do you have a roll? He can't do that. No, because then I just do punt block. That's right. That's how you get it. <laughs> like, That's how you get it. Punt you know, block was stop any run play in his old video games. My son still does that. Like he wants me to do punt block so he can score. Like when I play him in Madden, because he's gotten pretty good, and now like I kind of have to try because he's he's figured it out. Like he's getting yeah. better at it, and he starts beating me. And it's like all right, now we're gonna start trying. No, and then he on. still beat me, and it's like oh shit. It's already started. Breakthrough mode. So, all right, let's get into those. Are, those are the headlines. We're going to change up the format of the show a little bit uh, for anybody who's watching. It's been watching all these shows. So in the first 15 minutes or so going through the headlines and one key question that we've got, and then we'll take a break uh, on the YouTube side and finish out uh, the rest of the content uh, with the audio podcast. So make sure to check out that link and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. But the question and the, uh, the topic that I want to discuss is just kind of the when looking at Saturday's game against the Raiders, just how worried should Chiefs fans be or how worried should Chiefs fans feel about this game on Saturday against the Raiders? And in the context in which I bring that up, because I know the Raiders have not had a great season, but considering Derek Carr got let go from the team, basically, um, since he's not around these guys and Jared Stidham starting, Denzel Perriman, the starting middle linebacker, gets put on injured reserve. Chandler Jones, their big one of their big offseason moves, gets put on injured reserve don't think they have anything to play for. And then they go up against one of the better teams in the NFC and the San Francisco 49ers and go toe to toe with them. The chiefs have notoriously played down to opponents um, in a lot of different ways. Tucker, we'll start with you. Just how worried should chiefs fans feel um, going into this final game of the season that depending upon how all of this stuff plays out, we don't know uh, on the seating stuff because of the obvious stuff going on with Buffalo and thoughts, you know, with DeMar Hamlin and hopefully we get more good news um, that he keeps continuing to trend in the right direction. But Tucker, what are your thoughts on how we should approach this game on Saturday mentally? Well, well, Chiefs fans are no stranger to the feeling of the Chiefs playing down to their opponents, right? I think that it seems like every year we find ourselves in the position of, man, the Chiefs should really be winning these games by 14, 21 points, but it, they're, they're always not covering or, uh, you know, playing very close games to teams that they shouldn't be like like beating the Texans in overtime. Shout out to Joseph Hefner because he kind of dove into this analytically on the uh, KCSN Substack. So make sure kcsn.substack.com. Find the link in the description below or just go to that website. You can find this article too. If uh, I believe it was uh, as a free article too. So you can go mm -hmm. out and find it. Um, he dove into win probability, uh, which every game has win probability throughout every play, which is it's 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 crazy that they are able to do that. And so in games where the Chiefs have a win probability of between 81 and 100%, 95% of those games that the Chiefs have played in, they're wins. So the Chiefs are winning games they're supposed to be winning, but they're 15th in cover percentage in those gimme games, quote-unquote, at 49%. So they're winning the games that they need to, but they're not covering and they're not beating these teams like they, quote-unquote, should be beating these teams. Another interesting stat here, this is also from Joseph, the only game where the, uh, the Chiefs in that 81 to 100% win percentage category Kansas City has lost uh, out of 19. Out of 19 total games, the only one they've lost was 2020 Week 5 versus the Raiders. Um, and that was a different Raiders team. Derek Carr was the quarterback. They've got a lot of different things to play for now and with this Raiders iteration because the difference between this Raiders team and the Broncos team is they know the staff's going to be here. The Raiders can't afford to fire this staff. The staff is going to be here. They just want to see what, you know, Jared Stidham could do. It's interesting with Jared Stidham because he's been with Josh McDaniels when he was in New England. So this is a system that he's been familiar with, that he can run, that he's probably known 
for his whole career. Um, so I, I think that it's a very interesting game when you're looking at it because this is not like a Bronco situation where we were trying to figure out how those guys would rally and play, and they did rally and play. They've seemed to really rally behind Russell Wilson too, even after the game. They've come out. They've uh, definitely shown some fight, some spirit, especially against the uh, the 49ers, which the team looks like an absolute wagon right now. It could be a rematch of Super Bowl uh, LIV if we aren't too careful. But I do think that this is this is interesting, um, especially with, with the Raiders and, and what they're playing for right now. Sturdy, sturdy, dirty. That's what it is, BJ. I saw you trying to interpret the lingo. <laughs> no, it just caught me off guard. Sturdy. It's like, you know what? It's pretty sturdy. Good. Well, here's here's the thing too with the, the Jarrett Sinem thing, which I, I like that the Chiefs aren't playing. You know, last week, new guy, you got a one week of data on him. So mm-hmm. my, my thing is, he's been playing the system, he's familiar with it, he has the confidence. You know, went to Auburn, then transferred or whatever. Um, is he Matt Flynn or is he Tony Romo? You know, like which which ones he going to be? Right? Is he going to have the guys going to have the, the standout December games, uh, and then you know week one comes around and you know you've been exposed. Um, or is it Tony where, you know, you come in late and do your thing and um, ball out or like Tom Brady, right? Like, how's it going to be? You know, he seems pretty confident for sure. So that was actually my blind nil, BJ, too. Why are you scared of Las Vegas? I am extremely afraid of Las Vegas because mm-hmm. I've been on a team where 06 was with Arizona. We played at Chargers for the last game of the season. And we were done. We weren't making the playoffs. I was going to Mexico like in four days after that. <laughs> Um, so I knew what I was doing. Like I knew for sure. And the Chargers had to clinch home field advantage by beating us. And we played our ass off because it felt really good to give a big middle finger to somebody going to the playoffs. Really good. Especially your divisional opponent. Right. Yeah, I would. I mean, I said the same thing about the Broncos that didn't think they were going to have a whole lot to play for. And they kind of let them stay in the game early, which I think is probably the reason why they stayed as engaged as they were playing for um, Jerry Rossberg and a coach that's likely not going to be back with the team once they hire a new head coach this offseason. And so I'm not going to say that I'm never going to give the Raiders credit for anything and say that I was impressed, but the fact that they came out and played the way they did against the 49ers, I don't think this is a scenario in which these fans can just sit back and say, for all the reasons you just mentioned, Tucker, with those numbers and the way that we've seen this team, I don't say struggle, but not play up to their capabilities uh, so far uh, to where they've been clicking on all cylinders the, the types of games like the Bucks game earlier in the year was like, man, they were on fire. Even the 49ers game where it was like, Hey, they're, they've got things moving. Um, we haven't seen that consistently on both sides of the ball. They've done enough to win, but we haven't seen this team play a full solid, consistent football game uh, for a while, which concerns a lot of people. It is concerning. You want to see that game. I mean, we've been talking about this. So obviously now they're going to go out and just absolutely, uh, play with their hair on fire on both sides it's tendency how these things work but um but yeah i'm always gonna have confidence they're gonna pull it out because they've won the games because jarek mckinnon has gone god mode um here lately when he's been needed uh to step up and play but um i would say chiefs fans should be worried necessarily about this game but i don't think that this is one where you could just expect uh it to be a cakewalk because the raiders got nothing to play for nick to your point and have- divisional opponent right I think that's huge. You go into Vegas to on the road, never know Vegas flu could come out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know that was a big thing in the NHL Hockey, when they yeah. uh, when they when they first started going to going to Vegas. They had an unreal home winning percentage uh, because every first visit that they would they would uh, they'd get get the visiting team. But I think it, what a really interesting stat is, BJ. You brought this up about Jarek McKinnon. He has more receiving touchdowns this season than Tyreek Hill. 
So Jarek yeah. McKinnon has been able to replace that production on the touchdown side of things. Obviously, he doesn't have the yards. I think Tyreek Hill's one or two in, in terms of receiving yards and stuff like that. But um, I think that Jarek McKinnon has been absolutely huge um, in these games. And I think without Jarek McKinnon, I don't think you can confidently say that the Chiefs would win those games. Um, his only, I believe he has eight touchdowns in the last five games or something like that. Seven of them are receiving touchdowns. Eight of all, the only one rushing touchdown was the rushing touchdown to win it and walk off against uh, overtime. So, uh, Jerk McKinnon has proven to be that vet that the Chiefs really did need on this team. And, uh, you know, Ronald Jones is mixed in there a little bit, getting a few carries here and there. But Jerk McKinnon, man, he's he's been this late season MVP for this team. All right, those are the headlines, and that is what we've got for whether or not Chiefs fans should be worried. We'll be back with our blind nil segment right after this quick break. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ Kissel with Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin. It is time for our Blind Nil, where we each bring a different segment. The other two do not know uh, what we are about to talk about for the next five to ten minutes per segment. Tucker, let's start with you. What have you got for us this week? Listen, the weather's starting to turn in Kansas City. It's getting cold, so you know that means playoff football is just around the corner. We're looking at the playoff picture as of now. I want I Nick, I want to start with you. I want to talk about uh, your top five. I want you to rank your top five scariest opponents for the Chiefs uh, when it comes to the AFC. I want the AFC only. I don't really care about the NFC. You only get to see one of those teams if you make it to the Super Bowl. But you're looking at the AFC playoff picture. I'll pull up the playoff picture for you here uh, real quick. But off the top of the head, off the dome, top five scariest teams. Scariest teams. Uh, Buffalo. Um, obviously, Cincy, obviously your top twos. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of like a like a like Miami with with Tua. Yeah. Like Miami with a healthy Tua would definitely be be someone. Um weirdly enough, um I think I think Pittsburgh could could hold their own. I think they match up well versus versus Kansas City team. I, I know I don't know who they'd be playing at quarterback, you know. <laughs> so right. but it'd be one of those things where they could win, you know, nine to six type type thing. Pittsburgh, you know. Well here's here's a look at the picture right now. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers. Ravens, as it stands, those are the sixth with uh, the the two playoff berths available. There in the hunt are the Jaguars and the Patriots as well. Uh, Jaguars could win the AFC South. Uh, they they could win it with a win this week. Uh, kind of crazy. The Titans are starting Josh Dobbs, so like it's a very real possibility on the table, uh, on the bubble again. The Steelers, the Dolphins, the Titans as well. Um, it's it it there it is pretty tight in the AFC there. I do think Pittsburgh is a very interesting one. One that really that who I don't really want to see at all is the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers yeah. trying to beat that team three times in a year oh. is tough. Um, and you have to think about you know more than likely going to be a, or will be a home game. Um, in that case, since you know the Chiefs already did win the division, they would have uh, LA coming to Arrowhead. But you know we've Still. seen before that that doesn't all matter. Um, so I, I'm really don't want to see those guys. Um, and I had a really interesting conversation with uh, Brett Coleman on Monday, kind of about the defense that the 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 Broncos play is very similar to the defense that a lot of these AFC contenders play. They play that quarter quarter half defense where uh, they basically force you to run the ball, and the Chiefs don't like to run their way out of it because they run with that first front that's like nose, two four eyes, and two ends. Um, so it's just like one that. So it's it's one that is is really easily for gap schemes to get a hold of um, and like that. But the Chiefs just don't seem to run the defenses out of it. So it's very interesting to see the Chiefs kind of struggle against that that defense that that you know you got to have some Jimmys and Joes too, as long as as well with the X's <laughs> and O's. And, and and the Broncos do have some some Jimmys and Joes. But we're getting into the playoff. We're getting into the playoffs, and you're getting to where none of these teams are bad. Uh, you're not going to play a bad team for the rest of the year. So. Um, yeah, the the Chargers especially are one team. That I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't want to see that team at all. I agree, man. And and there's something about a divisional opponent where since you play them twice a year for year and year out, you know, you're at one place long enough, you know, you sort of follow the headlines, you know, you see the the players and how they play, and you get a feel, like you get like a really like an interesting feel for a team, even with a new coach. Like in some instances, like you can still feel that carryover from from last and kind of get a feel for things. So hell yeah. Um, Chargers going to Kansas City to, in the playoffs, they could absolutely be, be soul-crushing. I mean, just would be – yeah, they're always playing well. So I am looking at it now. I was reading it a little bit wrong. Um, the Jaguars and Patriots, if the season started today, they would make the postseason. Um, so that would mean your your bracket as of now. Chiefs at the one seed, Bills at the two, Bengals at the three, Chargers the five, um, Ravens the six as of now. Four looking like it would be the Jaguars if they were to make it. Seven would be the Patriots if they were to make it as well. Um, so the the Dolphins are an extremely interesting case. That's also a team that I don't think that I would really want to see either. Nick, to your point, like if they're healthy with Tua, I don't know if I'd really feel comfortable with with the with the Dolphins. I don't want that to to happen. I, that's a team that kind of scares me a little bit. 
Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you're going to get too. It's like, it's a wild card. It's a true wild card. You could beat the brakes off them or they could get you in a close one. That's, that's what it is. All right. So my, my blind no. Where BJ, do you have a. Yeah. I, it's the Bengals. Like I, we've shown that we can go uh, and beat the bills in a big game. And the bills have been pretty, um, you know, Jekyll and Hyde this season. Uh, mm-hmm. with Josh Allen and just there are times that he looks like an MVP candidate and he should be a front runner um, in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes for the MVP. And there's other times where it just seems like they're relying on him way too much. Um, and so we haven't beaten the Bengals in a game that matters or uh, I'm being the Bengals at all with Joe Burrow. And so that's going to be the team. Uh, it's going to be the game that I have the most FOMO missing out on with that games at Arrowhead stadium. Like that's the one you're going to want to be at. Um uh, to play them when it matters, but I was I was looking up. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm gonna save these numbers. I got a cool, cool little research stat uh, that I'll save for another blind nail. I might build my blind nail around this stat that I have. So, mm. Nick, let, Nick, let's roll with yours. How how confident are you guys about this team going to Cincy or Buffalo in the playoffs? You know, like what's your? Like, are we talking like fifty fifty? Or are you like maybe, or are you like for sure? You know, like like late in January, whenever playoffs are, whenever the, these guys meet there, you know, it's cold. Your outdoor stadiums, man, You're rowdy crowd, man, just like Arrowhead, but not Arrowhead. So it's like, yeah, the cold in Buffalo is a little bit different. Uh, the snow in Buffalo is yeah. a little bit different if you hit some weather up there. The rain is um, bad. I, 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 I don't feel incredibly confident. I'll be honest. At this point in this juncture, what we've seen from this team, I don't know if they've got if they've got to go on the road. That'd be the first time Patrick Mahomes is playing a road playoff game in his career, which is an absolutely insane <laughs> stat to talk about. Um, but I, it's one of those things where that's something that he's never done. I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes, but I just an uncertainty of what we've seen there, Chiefs have turned the ball over a lot this year, um, and they can't seem to force turnovers when they need to force turnovers. It's something that does worry me um, going into those uh, environments where, you know, that, that stadium in Cincinnati is right on the river too, so it comes with the, those winds and it gets cold in there too. So um, those are two places that you don't really want to be playing in January uh, when it gets uh, when the weather starts to turn adverse. Is that pasta and chili too, right? Is that, is that Cincy? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I'm, I'm with that. My fat ass is with that. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this without coming across like the biggest homer ever, but when's that ever stopped me from having a take in this space? But listen, I just ran the number. Oh, like Patrick Mahomes. He started like 80 games in his career. There, There's some where he was in like where he's banged up a little bit and may have missed a game here doing these numbers on the fly. But he has 20 losses in his career. All right, including playoffs, and started about let's say 85, 90 games. He's lost three games in his career by more than one possession. Wow. Three. The 20 losses by a total of 138 points on an average of less than seven points per game. When he's losing games, he's losing by three points or seven points, which means the margin of error to beat Patrick Mahomes is it doesn't, he hasn't played good in all of those games. We know that he's played bad and they've won games. We thought he didn't play well against the Broncos and he had 328 yards and three touchdowns. Say whatever you want, say whatever you want about the Broncos. But that defense is pretty good. Um, they are one of the better defenses in the NFL, the better defense than some of the defenses they may see in the playoffs. So, 
I'm always going to have confidence that they're going to go and win. Now, if they're in a close shootout uh, late in the game and we're down one and there's a 52-yard field goal to win the game, am I confident that they're going to make that field goal right now? Not really. I'd rather just give let Patrick Mahomes throw the ball. <laughs> like, let him make a play. But we talk about contextualizing like fandom and contextualizing homerism. Like that's where I'm coming from. It's not like this team is 500 and I think they could go beat anybody. It's they've showed us consistently that even when they're losing, they're not getting blown out. The three losses, the Buccaneers game in the Super Bowl was 31 to nine. They Astrid. lost to Buff, right? They lost to Buffalo in the regular season, 38 to 20. And then they lost to Tennessee in that weird game, 27 to three. Those are the only three losses that Patrick Mahomes has starting as a quarterback in the NFL that are by more than one possession where he didn't have a chance in the fourth quarter to tie or take a lead in those games. And so contextualizing why there's confidence to go and play in all those places. I don't, I think the chiefs would be favored in those games. Um, if they are healthy. And one point about McCall Hardman coming back is, especially now that Kadarius Tony has taken a bigger role in the offense, we have not seen the Chiefs offense fully healthy with everyone available except for one game. And it was freaking Tennessee, not the greatest example, but Kadarius Tony had been on the team for like three days. Yeah. We have not seen a game in which Patrick Mahomes has had all of the weapons that will be at his disposable going as disposal going into the playoffs. Um, yet this season until this game on Saturday against the Raiders. And I don't expect Andy Reid to show anything. That's another reason I think the game on Saturday may be close. He's going to, it's going to be the most vanilla offense that we've seen. Maybe mix in whatever we want to say, like, oh, that's really creative gadget play. Guarantee who's calling that. So they study it because he's got a counter off of it that he might yeah. actually run when it matters. Uh, he's 40 chess. That's uh, why he's one of the best to ever do it. So, and that was a, a long answer. And I got to get my stat out there, but in his career, of starting since 2018, three games he's lost by more than one possession. That is a wild stat. That's not so. That is so not so. It's not normal. That's another thing. Like that's not normal. Normal quarterbacks don't do that. No. Well, and, and I think too, it speaks of. I mean, he's he's put something on film, right? This Chiefs team. I mean, defense has had to carry this team. You know, especially with the Broncos, or especially making interceptions happen, fumble sixes, all that stuff. Uh, so they carry each other, and and I think that's something that this team does so well, is is absolutely carry each other. But but the the coolest part is when you play a team like Mahomes, that that you know like that they know that you are not safe with a two two point or a two touchdown lead, two possession lead. Like teams know that. Like I remember playing Peyton Manning in Super Bowl, and we were up by like two touchdowns, and it was like this ain't safe. It was like a minute thirty. You're like I don't feel safe with this at all. You know, so but that's the fear that they strike in people's hearts is is we can do this, you know, and it's like that confidence level is what you need going to the playoffs and fear and respect. All right, let's go to the final blind nail segment. What I've got is who is your dark horse low key? You can't say Patrick Mahomes. Like who's your low key? And honestly, I'm taking Jarek McKinnon off the table right now too, because he's become too obvious. Who's your dark horse most valuable? player to step up and make some plays in the playoffs that chiefs fans might not be thinking about right now. Cause Jerick McKinnon be too easy, <laughs> but now that he set the NFL record for most consecutive touchdown receptions yeah. by a running back since 19, since the AFL NFL merger, but it goes back to dude with the giants in 1966. 
Doesn't count. So, that doesn't count. Hasn't happened. How did he get receiving touchdowns? They didn't. Th- they didn't know. They, <laughs> legal- they did a soccer throwing. They did a soccer. <laughs> the forward pass wasn't even legal then. <laughs> the soccer throwing, bro. Two two feet on the, the ground. Forward pass. Two was- feet on the ground. Shut up, Tucker. <laughs> like so. You know what's like bad, Nick? I'm going to date you a little bit because you're in some of these highlights. When you see a highlight of a play and you're like, man, like 1982, like these guys are fast. It's like 2001. And like standard definition, like you can't even read the number. I don't even know how we watched football back, like when I was in high school. Like you couldn't see anything. You couldn't see shit. You couldn't see a damn thing. It's like I, I go back. I remember watching like stuff. I'm like, oh, this is K State from like the 80s. I'm like, no, that's you. <laughs> that's like, that was you. Like, that's the Fiesta Bowl from 03. Like that's yeah. In like pixel. Footage. I remember that. I was yeah. at that game. Is it 720 or is it like 360p? Like what's the, what's the <laughs> resolution? YouTube's like, we can't up, up, whatever. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right, Tucker, low-key dark horse MVP. Who do you got? Oh gosh. Um, I my first thought was uh Blake Bell, I think, because he oh, came yes. off the uh the yes. injured reserve. Injured reserve. Um, and we got to see a little bit of Blake Bell action. The Bell Dozer was back in action, scored a touchdown. Uh, shout out Jordan Foote for the foresight to put down a Blake Bell anytime touchdown score on that game. Wild, by the way. Nice. Didn't even know he was active. Um, and for a guy who never scored a regular season touchdown, <laughs> that is wild. I did not know that stat either. Did a playoff so, touchdown. Yeah. So shout out Jordan for uh, having the foresight to put that down. Uh, so I think Blake Bell can be uh, can be a huge addition. You'll see the 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 Bell sneaks, the uh, the Bell dozer Love sneaks, those. maybe come back or or a Bell push. Have you seen the uh, the Mark Andrews play, which the Bears also ran it, where Mark Andrews, and I don't know who the Bears tight end is, where he goes under center. Cole Command. Oh, yeah, it is Cole Command. That's good. Um, PPR machine is what they called him at the, at the beginning of the year, and I drafted him, and he was not a PPR machine. Um, anyway. Not that offense, buddy. <laughs> not in that one. But he basically takes a snap. Sure, it's and and he- Jody Fortson in the third. <laughs> Reverend Nick told us to take him. He's, he's, getting, he's getting all his TD stolen by the belldozer for Christ's sake. Come on, man. Kelsey <laughs> share the love too. <laughs> positions on the IR. Bell came off and he went on. Um, you have to have at least one of your tight ends on the IR. I think the Chiefs have to play by that rule. But basically, the tight end gets to snap and pitches it behind to uh, it was Lamar and Justin Fields. Two different quarterbacks, and Patrick Mahomes, I'll admit. Uh, but to see a play like that kind of spread across the league is interesting. Um, I 
Actually, I was going to say I wouldn't pe- put it past Andy Reid to do that, but I don't think Andy Reid will do that play just because he's scared of even running a quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes. So why would he run a, uh, you know, a, a toss, a halfback toss with Patrick Mahomes? But I do think it's going to be Blake Bell just because of the versatility he has. We talk about all the time about the 13 personnel that this team can run, even with, you know, Blake Bell, Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, all three of those guys in the game. You usually see three tight ends. You're thinking, oh, we're going to get the ball ran right down our throats. Nope, Travis Kelsey's going to run like a deep post and get get hit for 45 yards. And you can't do that with a lot of 13 personnel across the league. And I think Blake Bell will add that versatility as well. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so cool. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Mike Dana. I I think that he's he's finally coming into his own. And it wasn't just last week. It's been consistent throughout the year. Just even coming, uh, playing the three tech, lining up over the right guard in in a four down schemes on your third and longs, you know, third and seven pluses uh, and getting, getting one-on-ones and winning one-on-ones. And that's what you're going to need when, when, you know, if you got five O line to block, your center is going to slide to whichever Chris Jones is on. And he's going to help out. He's going to shade to that side of this. He's going to help out. So Mike Dana getting at that solo dolo on a guard, he's got to win. So if you can do that, if you can generate a couple pressures per game, uh, that's going to highly increase your chances of winning a playoff game. Mine, not a huge surprise here. I'm going to make my case for this. <laughs> I left him open for you. <laughs> George Karloftis. White Mamba. This dude. <laughs> the Rattler. Is coming on strong late in the season. Five sacks in his last six games. He's going to pick up a couple on Saturday to finish with seven and a half in the regular season. And then he's going to get one sack in the divisional round, one sack in the AFC championship, Uh one sack in the Super Bowl. Uh And I am going to say, you know what? We're counting the playoffs for this. And he's breaking Derek Thomas's rookie sack record. And I was getting bopped all season long. And it turns out, you know what he did? He freaking broke it. And he broke it when it mattered. I don't care if it doesn't officially count in your stats. At the end of the year, you're going to say, how many sacks did he have as a rookie? Ten and a half. They'll say, say and he'll break the record. He's already t- he's tied with guys like Justin Houston right now. He's a couple sacks behind Jared Allen, Tom Ali, players you may have heard of. Hey, who's he's still fourth. who's still playing? Justin Houston is still playing. That's who it is. Yeah. It's insane. Shout out to man. Shout out to him. Yeah. That season he had was unbelievable. Like, yeah. Dude, one of the coolest things awesome. to cover. But George Karloftis is my sneaky guy to cover because we know Frank's going to make plays because it's the playoffs and um, this is Frank Clark's season as a fifth most sacks in postseason history in the NFL. Frank Clark, such a respect on that name. Could you? You can't say Dunlap anymore, can you? Right? Because I didn't say Dunlap. Right? Because you can't say him because he's getting tips. We're just going to name every pass rusher. Well, I was going to say Collins Saunders next. No, love it. No, but you know what I'm saying. Honorable mention was Juan Thornhill. So Man. just start throwing names out there. He's you step up and make a play. He's going to get challenged. Like the DBs are going to get challenged. McDuffie's going to get challenged. All these dudes are going to get ch- Justin Reed. All of them. They're going to have to beat the Bills or they're going to have to beat the Bengals. They're going to have to face teams with stud wide receivers, with quarterbacks who can deliver the ball all over the field. Defensive backs are going to have to make a play. Now, if you need George Karloftis is going to have his like arm on Joe Burrow. He's going to throw it up and Thornhill is going to come across and make an interception. And I'm going to lose my mind. When it's the ten and a ten and a half sack to break Derek Thomas's record, and I will go back to being insufferable. I got a lot of flack. I think about you for this. When he gets a sack. 
thought about you. You thought about me a lot over the last six weeks. I thought about him five times. <laughs> five and a half times. <laughs> a half a thought. It's pretty, it hurt my heart. It, it stung a little when Karloftis said like he missed some easy layups early in the year um, where he had some opportunities to get did. some sacks. There's at least two or three times where he was right there, had a chance uh, to get a sack and didn't. And if he would have, he'd be sitting with like eight and a half, eight sacks right now. I was forming striking distance. a couple of those. I remember some of those where I was like, oh, Jared Stidham doesn't want these yeah. problems. He's going to be good. Hey, there's nothing stopping him from having like a three sack performance, finishing with eight and a half, get a couple sacks in the playoffs. Shoot. Are we looking at Michael Strahan's record now? I, <laughs> I got a, I got another dark horse. I just thought about this. Oh. Uh, Nick Allegretti. Um, because Joe Tooney limited on Tuesday, limited on Thursday. Maybe he ends up having to play a big role. He could be a dark horse. Say Harrison Butker. You know why? Because like nobody has any confidence and he steps up and drills a couple kicks. We're gonna remember, like, man, he got it figured out. I'm just I'm happy about that. Just wishful thinking. I'm happy he's getting a shut of the system now. Hopefully his back's okay, by the way. Back spasms are no joke. That sucks. His back and his ankle for a kicker. Those are two pretty important parts when it comes to kicking a football, I would say. You're um, going to need those. I'd have to check with my sources, but I think that I think those are pretty big. Nobody used to have a back problem. Interesting. Doctor says I need a backyotomy. <laughs> right. I want to talk to Samson. I love that movie. Nobody will get there are like six it. people who understand that reference, and the third co-host in the show is not one of them. You don't get it, do you? No, I have no clue. <laughs> uh just just type in right now, live reaction. Type in, type in, um, I want to talk to Samson. Um half baked. Half baked? It's a name of a movie. It's a precursor to Chappelle. It's some right, funny, man. Some funny. Yeah, it was yeah. Chappelle. It was Chappelle. Yeah. Killed the this horse. The, this person, this this uh, description of this video says, "Funniest Dave Chappelle clip from Half Baked." So I'll watch that. Play later. it. No, play it right now. He's got a long list of things that he has to watch because no, no, he's right never now. watched Team America either, and we've talked about this several times. I can't. I don't want to get slapped with the copyright. No, not you can't. Or if you just the audio. How am I going to hear it? That's a good call. All right. Text me. All right. I'll text you. <laughs> this right. uh, video was thoughts as we wrap up this show going off the rails here at the end. I'm scared as hell of this uh, Las Vegas team. I'll never not call them, want to okay. call them Oakland, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm super scared. Uh, you have a quarterback who's trying to go out on, on a second note. Uh, this, this, we didn't talk about Josh Jacobs or Waller, you know, or Devontae Adams. This offense is lethal. Josh Jacobs didn't practice on Wednesday. Yeah, he's a vet. Don't matter. Josh Jacobs is out of there, dude. He doesn't want to be. He's there. leaving. He's leaving the league in the end. Like he's gonna get paid this offseason. That dude does not want to get hurt. That guy could have some business decisions on Saturday. I wouldn't be yeah, upset. To run up on a defense to to pad the stats. How many yards is he leading the league by in rushing? Let's look this up live here right now. Because he was leading. He got 154 he's, last. He's week. leading the league by 160 yards rushing. He has got this thing in the bag. What does he have? He's what does going he have? to finish as the league's yeah. leading re- rusher. That dude doesn't want to twist the knee or 
1608. He could get 400 yards. <laughs> you really have no confidence. The only thing, the only thing that annoys me about the Raiders is they went from playing in like the biggest shithole. Sorry, pardon my language. Should have warned people beforehand. And that's what they were kind of known for playing there. And now they play in like the most beautiful like club in the NFL. It's insane. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it it's just become- like shout like God, I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit. <laughs> like, but for guys like Derek Carr, who for all intents like deserves better than the way that he's going out with this team right now. Uh, for everything he did for that organization, but to see the stadium that they played in and how long he played there, for him to get the opportunity to have a home field and that home stadium that's a little bit nicer, like some of those guys kind of deserve that. Um, Agreed. No, absolutely. His, his his attitude never matched the Raiders. It was a bad fit <laughs> just for how I see the Raiders. He just boy, seems like right? a nice guy. He's not. Yeah, like he tried. Him. He'd glare into the camera and I was like, "I ain't gonna work." Yeah. The glare into the camera that made him look like the uh, kid from Toy Story, um, the be- the evil kid from Toy Story. It gets used against. Brother loved it. So, all right, Tucker. Any final thoughts before we let people go? And you go watch this clip from Half Baked. Um, no, I don't think I've got any final thoughts. My oh, final I thoughts, like that. My final thoughts is no, I don't have anything. The hair looking solid, Tuck, and that hoodie, that KCSN hoodie. Okay, it's a Smurf edition. Is it? Oh, I like that. This is the Charlie Hustle version. Make That's sure you the go. greatest hoodie, BJ. That Charlie Hustle They're so is comfortable. The greatest hoodie is the greatest. The, the hood, the hood depthness of it, like it's just like you could fit like big ass headphones. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's audio only, so people can't <laughs> see this at this point. At this point in the show, but you know what? I my final thought, and I we talk about not normalizing greatness. So we do the ten things episode on Mondays or Tuesdays every week, and it's the stats, the superlatives, all the ways. Uh, to not talk about it, talk about why you should have confidence in this team. Not that they're going to win every single game, but they're going to be in every single game because we've seen that with Patrick Mahomes throughout his career. Again, three losses in his career by more than one possession. Uh, Bonkers statistic. And we've seen it this year. They've lost three games by a total of 10 points. So um, all the reason in the world to be confident, but to the stat from Joseph Hefner that Tucker brought er, brought up earlier, it's because they're favored by a lot and they're going to, to win doesn't mean they're going to cover for those who like to bet. And if you're going to bet, make sure you go to DraftKings, use code KCSN. We appreciate everybody for hanging out. We'll have more content for you getting ready for the game on Saturday. And if you don't have a place to watch the game on Saturday, check our social channels. And we've got a link. We're doing a watch party up at the Holiday Distillery in Weston. Uh, be catered of drinks. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of KCSN personalities going to be up there. Um, doesn't cost you anything. Come hang out. Uh, should be a good time. We'll do the post-game show from up there as well. So, um, yeah, check our social channels if that's something that you might be interested in. And, uh, yeah, appreciate all your support. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.